When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Michael James is a teacher, writer, producer and the current entertainment editor for Q News magazine. He served on the Brisbane Pride Festival Committee for eight years and has been an active part of the Brisbane queer community. You can read more of his work on his blog, Two Dads and Me. Enjoy. In 2011, my now husband and I became foster carers to a nine-year-old boy who would eventually become our son. Now, for storytelling purposes, I like to refer to our son as Flash, which is both an homage to his birth name and also to one of his favourite TV characters. And so our story picks up just over a year after we had met him and at a time of great change in all of our lives. Several weeks had passed since he had moved in and we were beginning to establish a routine each day. We lived in a beautiful suburb in Brisbane, tucked away on the outskirts of National Forest. Families populated the area heavily, so naturally there were plenty of local parks to visit. Flash loved building routine as part of a family. It was something that had always been so far out of reach for him. As often as possible, he would ask that we go to the park together every afternoon. Sometimes he would ride his bike confidently through the streets. And other days he would insist on holding Missy's lead as he made the short journey a few streets away. Missy had taken to the new addition to the family as though he had always been there. She loved his company and knew that her job now included protecting him as well. Off they would trot towards the park together, even though she could easily pull away. She always trotted along at a steady pace, ensuring that he could keep up with her. They were a beautiful and hilarious pairing that the neighbours soon knew to grow, uh, grow to new and love. A huge, lumbering St Bernard <laughs> being walked by a child small enough that he could ride her if she let him. <laughs> when it came to playtime at the park, the two of them were as bad as each other, running around feverishly, getting into anything that they could. Missy would chase other dogs, her thundering bark striking fear into the hearts of overprotective dog owners, terrified she was about to eat their little pride and joy. Meanwhile, Flash would slowly work his way around any other children in the park, testing the waters, seeing if they were receptive to playing with him and working hard to get their attention. Often they were oblivious to his attempts to be noticed and he'd resort to accidentally kicking his ball in front of them or falling dramatically where he knew they could see him. <laughs> Sometimes it resulted in someone to play with. Other times he retreated back to our company to check on Missy. When people asked about her, he would step forward to answer questions about how old she was, how much she ate, and what it was like to exercise her. It was a great opportunity for him to get attention and was an interesting insight into his ability to socialise with adults versus children. With kids, he was shy and awkward. He was unable to initiate conversation. But adults, on the other hand, they're a piece of cake. Growing up in care, he had spent so much of his life around adults, he'd learnt to manipulate them for attention, the things to say to draw sympathy, how to make them laugh so they think he was cute. 
He was a little old man reciting war stories to a captivated audience and he loved it. One particular day, after a night of rain, we ventured down to the park. This time, Missy being led by us while Flash raced around on his bike. Once we arrived, Missy took off to investigate with Flash in hot pursuit. Before we knew what had happened, she came racing back to us, covered in mud, closely followed by a hysterically giggling Flash. They raced off again and we watched as she found her mud puddle and proceeded to not just sit, but roll in the mud, covering herself in as much of it as possible. Then she stood, as if in slow motion, and began to shake, covering an unsuspecting Flash from head to toe in mud, spraying him like a car wash as he squealed in shock and excitement. Content they came back to us, both smiling as much as the other, and they trotted home side by side, filthy but happy down the street. Once we arrived home, Missy was tied up, much to her dismay, and uh, the hose was started and we began the mud cleanse. What are you doing? Flash screamed, and then when we turned the hose on him instead. <laughs> Getting you cleaned, just like your sister, we grinned. Now it was our turn to laugh as he ran around the yard, squealing until we'd hosed him down enough to let him into the house. Making memories in those parks was some of the best times of our early days. From watching him play basketball to the bike riding and mud baths. But nothing would ever beat the day he sat me down for an important conversation. My partner Anthony was still at work, so it was just the two of us. We took a football down to the park to kick around. Now, sport had never been my forte. In fact, it was one of my least favourite things. However, I put us out how terrible I was to try and do things that he enjoyed. After we arrived, both Flash and I struggled to kick straight or manage a decent catch. And I could see something was ticking over in his brain. After giving up on the ball, he decided it was time to climb the obscure wiring structure thing that adorned the centre of the park, insisting that I followed him up. Somehow I made it up without tripping, falling or breaking any bones and I sat catching my breath beside him as we looked out across the park. So uh, I, I was wondering something. His eyes looked down to the ground below as his feet dangled over the edge. What's that, mate? I honestly wasn't sure what was to come at this point but we'd always told him he could ask us anything at all. Well... You know how we're like a family now? He queried quietly. Yeah, of course we are. I smiled as I put my arm around him and gave him a reassuring hug. Does that mean I still have to call you Michael and Anthony? Now I can see where this was going. <laughs> you can call us whatever you like, mate. What were you thinking? We'd been wondering ourselves what he would end up calling us or if it would remain our first names forever but we'd certainly not expected it so soon. Well, you're like my dad's, right? His confidence building as his eyes lifted from the ground. Absolutely, mate, I smiled. Can I call you guys dad then? But, but like, I can't call you both dad because that will get confusing. <laughs> his excitement began to build. He'd broken the barrier and he hadn't been shut down. We would love that very much, mate. What do you think you should call us then? 
What are some of the things other people call their dads? I left the idea hanging for him to see what he could come up with. I can only think of dad, daddy, and maybe father. (laughs) So certainly think we can work with those. But what about the first two? Dad and daddy. Suddenly his eyes lit up. Yes! He squealed with delight before he stopped suddenly. But who's who? He said in wonder as he looked around for answers. Well, mate, that's totally up to you. Whatever you like. He pondered the decision for a minute, as if preparing for a difficult test, before turning to me and stating very matter-of-factly, I think you should be dad and Anthony should be daddy. It was definitely not a question. <laughs> I had been allocated my title and it was mine to keep. There was a spring in his step as we made our way home later on. Some great comfort had been wrapped around him. His world changed for the better. Later that night we had a laugh as we discussed our new titles. He hadn't surprised us by the request, but it certainly surprised us with the outcome. (laughs) We'd both expected that the titles would be reversed. (laughs) There was just something more authoritative about the title of Dad that we thought would bestow upon Anthony. (laughs) He was calm, strong, firm and no-nonsense. Softer, gentler... Slightly more flamboyant, (laughs) if you will. Daddy had just seemed a little bit more fitting for myself. (laughs) But he'd thrown us for a loop that day and made the decision on our behalf. And not once in the years to follow would he ever doubt or change those titles. In his mind, he knew from the very start that was who we would be to him and that was how it would always be. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy Queer Stories, consider supporting the project for as little as $1 per month on Patreon. The link is in the episode description. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates and for insomnia rants and photos of my glorious dog, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.